Hello guys, it's Ruben here and welcome to a very special episode of the SportsGrad podcast. Today we are announcing the launch of the SportsGrad members, which is coming in late October. The SportsGrad members is a monthly subscription designed to help you increase your odds for jobs. Inside the members area, you will get access to live Q&As with myself to discuss certain topics, resources to help you nail your next job application. You'll be a part of an ambitious, driven and like-minded community and be given preference for jobs that I've been asked to recruit for at the moment. If that's not good enough, the first 25 people to sign up will also be sent a free copy of my ebook, Roadmap to Jobs in Sport. Why are we launching this? The fact is, universities can't teach everything when it comes to breaking into the sports industry. Things like leveraging LinkedIn in a very strategic manner to ensure you are at the forefront of people's minds when they are hiring. Other things like understanding that as a grad, leveraging your potential is the biggest asset that you have when you're in a job application. And then making sure every single word of an interview counts towards painting a vivid picture of your potential. That's why we want to give you the best bits of our knowledge from winning jobs at major sporting organizations such as Cricket Australia to being headhunted by leading sports technology companies, which I'm very excited to share more about with you soon. So if you want to start increasing the odds of landing your dream job in sport, head to the link in our show notes where pre-sale is now open. So jump on that and be one of the first 25 to snap out snap up our free ebook roadmap to jobs in sport which is a terrific resource to discovering the most efficient path to your dream job i mentioned that i am very excited to share more with you soon about a new job that i have been offered uh, it is an exciting role that i'm keen to take on however i am still extremely passionate and keen to to grow sports grad to its full potential so for that reason, uh, I've accepted the job in a part-time capacity and I'm putting the rest of my time into delivering an enormous amount of value through the membership for those who are ready to start seriously pursuing a career in sport. So come the launch in October, I can't wait to, to share with you exactly how I managed to find myself being headhunted and show you exactly how you can begin to implement the exact same steps that I took. So head to the link in our show notes to sign up for pre-sale. Stay tuned for plenty of great content, including the walkthrough of how I managed to be headhunted. For now, though, please enjoy a bonus episode of my appearance on the Digital Rookie Podcast with Patrick Quay. This interview was released in July. However, Pat has kindly let us rebroadcast it here. To hear more about Pat and from the Digital Rookie Podcast, search the Digital Rookie Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Instagram. That's all for now, so please enjoy this interview with myself on the Digital Rookie Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Digital Rookie Podcast. In this episode, I chat with Ruben Williams, the founder of SportsGrad. Ruben's professional project from when he was at university has grown throughout his career into what is now one of the most successful platforms for helping students create and develop careers in the sports industry. It was really interesting to chat to Ruben as SportsGrad has a really similar theme to what I've been doing with this podcast, however with more industry experience and knowledge behind it. I highly recommend you go check out SportsGrad's podcast website at www.sportsgrad.com.au and on Instagram at sportsgrad. If you want to get into contact with Ruben directly, then you can connect with him on LinkedIn. As always, I would greatly appreciate it if you gave our podcast a subscription and a review. 
If you want to see some more of the content I'm producing, then you can head to our Instagram or Facebook at Digital Rookie Hub or my website, digitalrookiehub.com. If you want to get in contact with me, feel free to shoot me a message on those platforms or connect with me, Patrick Quay, on LinkedIn. Now that I've gotten all of the shameless promotions out of the way, enjoy the podcast. All righty, Ruben, thank you so much for joining me this morning on the Digital Rookie Podcast. I'm really glad to get you on. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you for inviting me on. Very excited to be appearing on your podcast today. Can't wait. Awesome. Um, so, Ruben, can you provide me just with a bit of an insight into like what's instigated your career in sport and your professional passions and interests? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started out in a, in a marketing degree at RMIT. I kind of came out of high school thinking uh, that I wanted to be an accountant, actually. And I thought when I was looking at university courses, that accounting actually sounds like a bit of a boring job, but I thought I still wanted to stick with the business side of things. So marketing sounded a bit more interesting. So I kind of went into marketing thinking, you know, this is a thing that I should be doing out of school. I had this idea to go into sport management when I was in year 10. I you know, live not too far from Deakin University, been able to ride my bike down to Deakin and just study sport management seemed like the dream when I was in year 10. As I got a bit older as year 12, that dream kind of got a bit washed over by the thought that I need to be doing something, I don't know, a proper job with a, in a you know, more regular and recognized degree, a broad degree. So that turned into accounting, into, into marketing. I got to halfway through the marketing degree and realized I should have just followed what year 10 Ruben was thinking the entire time and, and followed my passion for sport because that's what I really wanted to do back then. And that's what I ended up falling back on. I, at the time, I was getting really into my running. And so being able to improve performance and think about the different ways that you can improve performance was really interesting to me at the time. And so I thought I wanted to go into exercise science at Deakin University. I still thought there would be value in holding on to the business side of mm. my marketing degree. So I did a double degree with sport management at the same time. Started going through that degree and found that um, the areas that I was able to have more of an impact in were more on the sport management side of things. I still really enjoyed the exercise science side of things, but there were a couple of really key experiences that um, I found were hugely influential to the path that I ended up taking my career. And that was largely due to the fact that, you know, they I could see a way that I can use my skills to really have an impact on other people and the way that they come together and connect and, you know, and grow themselves. And, and you know, sport was a vehicle for, for all of that through a number of different things where that's, you know, Yeah, great. You touched on uni there. One thing I think that you did really well at university was, you know, approaching it as a career development opportunity. And, you know, personally, I felt like I wasted some of the opportunities that university provides networking wise and experience wise. What's your opinion on the career development opportunities that uni can provide? Yeah, so the opportunities at university are really what you make of it. They get like you're going to get given a whole bunch of opportunities that everyone else in your cohort is going to get at the same time. So you you might be one of five hundred students, and they're going to set you up with the same internship in your last year of uni. They're going to recommend that you volunteer at all these events while you're going through the course together. So if you go through university and taken all the opportunities that university provide, you're going to come out in a pretty good spot, but you're going to come out at the same benchmark or level as a lot of other people in your cohort. And that's just your university course alone. You know, think about all the other university courses mm. offering the same degree around Australia and around the world. Because if you like fast forward for a bit and think about, you know, why, why am I doing this course? Where do I want to end up in the future? What job do I want to get into? What do I need to do to be able to get into that job? If you start working backwards from there, you realize that you've got to be the number one candidate out of a field of 
potentially hundreds. Hmm. And so if you go through university and you take on, you know, the opportunities that they provide you, you're going to come out in a good spot, but you need, you need to be the number one candidate. So while the opportunities at university are awesome and there are some great ones there, you've really got to be looking to go above and beyond that. And so you can do that in a couple of ways. You can do that um, by going outside of university and looking for opportunities in more internships and more volunteer positions. Grassroots sport is one of the easiest ways that you can get awesome experience. You go up to any club, they're always looking for volunteers. Yep. You put your hand up and say, hey, this is what I can do. And you get involved and you dedicate your time to that. The same sort of volunteer experiences exist within universities. So for me, it was the Deakin University Sports Society. And this was something that I came quite late to. So I didn't join the Deakin University Sports Society until the second semester of my penultimate year of university. Yep. And I only joined that society because I had just come back from a conference in Montpellier where I felt extremely out of my depth and had seen all these incredible people from around the world come together at this conference who were like, so I, I myself was a student delegate from Australia and there are all these other student delegates from around the world who were doing incredible things back in their home country. And I was just looking around the room at these people going, wow, these people are you know, phenomenal. Smashing it. Yeah, absolutely. Just elite individuals. And I thought, you know, if that's where I want to get to, what are the things that I need to be doing? And so I kind of identified the Deakin University Sports Society as an opportunity to get more involved at my own institution because I could see that's what the people around the world were doing in their home country. So I got back to Deakin. I had a semester left in my second last year and just joined the committee, helped organize a couple of events towards the end of the year. And then at the end of that year, there was the AGM and people were looking to you know, reappoint the president, treasurer, secretary. I think at this point in time, there'd been a fair bit of t- turnover. People were, were graduating. Uh, so there weren't too many people who put their hand up for, for the role. Very quickly, I f- found myself the president of the, um, the Deakin <laughs> University Sports Society just by kind of putting my hand up. I think at this point in time, you know, we, we had four committee members left and the club had kind of been dwindling for the last couple of years. We were still doing really cool things and running great events that people were getting a lot of value out of. But then the members had dropped from 180 a couple of years prior to 150 the year before to 125 the year that I joined up. Okay. So I got to my last year of university and I was a president of the Deakin University Sports Society and could see that here's a great platform to really have an impact with people in our cohort that's going to benefit their careers. And, you know, what a great opportunity for ourselves as, as a committee to be able to, to, to drive that. You know, for mm. us professionally, here's something that we can talk about in 12 months' time, nine months' time down the track once we graduate to say, here's the impact that we were able to have on our cohort and to our, to our peers. And so I felt, I felt very lucky that um, I became very passionate about the purpose of this university group. You know, their purpose was to prepare people for a career in sport. And so that kind of meant that I was learning a whole bunch of different things in my course at the same time about organizational structure. And so I'll just apply them to the society. Yeah. I was really interested to see what, you know, the nursing society or what the commerce society were doing really well because they they were massive student groups. And so I'd go chat to those people in those societies who were the president or had had other roles and see what they were doing really well because we um, were almost trying to start again in, in a sense. So we really took the time and effort to restructure the entire organization, set ourselves a whole bunch of goals and then go about delivering that. And so, you know, our strategy really was to increase the quality of our events and then increase the marketing of those events as well. So people could actually see, you know, the events we were running and how that would benefit them. And so 
we set ourselves a, a goal of to hit 200 members by the end of the year, and we did that by the end of first semester. So awesome! So that like that was an incredible experience for myself, where I kind of realised that hey, you know, sport management is an area that I feel like I'm having a really strong impact in on the on the lives of other people, and so that's kind of probably where I started to find myself drifting more towards that area of sport because that's the impact that I was able to have. So if you want to kind of hack your mind to you know commit to opportunities that you're going to be good at, just find the ones that you're passionate about because you're going to do a much better job of it. So by the end of the year, I had a really strong example that I was able to take into an interview at Cricket Australia. And they asked me, you know, Ruben, what are you most proud about in your in your, to- in your your life so far? And I said to them, I'm m- most proud about being able to lead an organization that's dedicated to helping the careers of, of other students and growing that to the point where we're able to make a in- uh, meaningful impact in their lives. And at the same time, increase the um, the quality of events, increase the marketing of events to the point where our membership grew by 71% in the space of, of one year. And at the end of events, there are people coming up to me saying, Ruben, thanks for organizing this event. I was able to meet X, Y, and Z from the AFL or whatever organization yeah, that's was. Great. They're, they're sharing with me how it's benefited the, their career. You know, that, that's the stuff that really kind of, you know, it makes me tick. And so long, long story short, if you can find something you're really passionate about, you're going to do a much better job about it and you're going to be able to talk about it quite easily and that's going to come off really impressively to potential employers which really allowed me to kick start my career at Australia. Yeah I think one thing that some people might face as a challenge is finding that motivation to really put yourself out and get stuck into those initiatives and it's interesting how almost one thing you just have to do is put yourself around people that are trying to do the same thing and through that conference in Montpellier or you know it might just be in a, a networking event or something that can give you the motivation to be like, well, shit, I've actually got to get myself going and and really do something proactive. Ruben, I think one of the most challenging phases of the career pathway is that transition out of uni into the professional landscape, in particular, making sure that you go into your first year out of university with a mindset and a goal and something that you want to achieve that's tangible. Can you explain the thinking behind your professional project sports grad and, you know, uh, the importance of differentiating yourself in like today's job market? Yeah, for sure. So when I started sports grad, the, the intention was, you know, as when you talk about differentiating yourself, that's kind of like the, a side benefit that kind of comes with things that you do that you, you care about. And so for me at the time, I started sports grad because you know, I was I was president of the Deakin University Sports Society and I could see how our events were helping people and I could see how people were holding themselves back from attending these events because there was a bit of a commitment. You know, if it was on a Thursday night and you've got footy training versus attending a networking event, what, what are you going to go to? You're probably going to pick footy nine yeah. times out of ten. But, you, you know, that person who's still going to footy training can still identify the fact that, you know, meeting people in the industry is going to be a good thing for my career. So I still want to learn from those people in the, in the industry. So as a way to kind of solve that problem, and as someone who was going out and talking to a lot of people at the time, I decided that it would be beneficial for other students um, if I could start capturing these conversations I was having and start publishing them on YouTube or on Facebook or on Instagram. A bit like this. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. I started out very much like you, except yeah. it took me three years to get into podcasting, which I probably should have done earlier. So you're way ahead <laughs> of me. <laughs> so I, you know, I started out doing video interviews. Yeah, it really just gave me, gave me a great platform to to meet new people, to find out how they got into their jobs, to find out what they actually do in their jobs. And then I'd, I'd publish it and I'd go to uni next week and 
I'd send my classmates and they'd be like, oh, that was a really cool chat that you had with, you know, this person from here and there. And so, yeah, over time it kind of grew and developed and I started meeting new people and started, um, you know, I took it with me overseas when I went traveling. I'd make sure I'd hit up people in other countries and do interviews over there. Um, one of the great, great experiences I had was at the World Cup in Russia in Samara of all places, which is about 4,000 kilometres southeast of Moscow, which is in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> and um, I interviewed the the now chairman of the FFA. His name's Chris Niku. At the time, he was a director. I hit him up in Melbourne. And so, you know, this, this is a, you know comes back to what we were talking about before, about just, you know, being willing to put yourself out there. I, I had no connection to Chris. So I just, I sent him a message on LinkedIn, Cole. Yeah. And so I tried to interview, I tried to get an interview with him in Melbourne. We had a range of phone call time, but he was busy. Couldn't make it. I was about to take off overseas. I think a couple of weeks later and I messaged him and said, Hey Chris, you know, by any chance you're going to be in Russia for the world cup, knowing full well, if he's a director of the FFA and the soccer is playing, he's going to be there. Yeah. So I said to him, you know, I, I can meet you in Kazan. We tried to meet up in Kazan where Australia were playing France. Um, that didn't work out. So then he said, you know, I'll meet you in Samara. He said, Ruben, come to the Samara Country Club at, at 1 p.m. On, on this date um, and we'll do the interview. And so I caught an Uber out to the Samara Country Club and was walking around the, the venue with my phone open off his LinkedIn account trying to recognize the photo from his profile. Yeah, definitely um, know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a bit of a holiday beard at the time and so eventually I found him and uh, we, we sat down in this outdoor area and, and did the interview together and um, got to learn a heap about what it was like being on the board of the FFA, which was just awesome to hear about. Yeah. And, you know, he, he talked a lot about Australia's bid for the Women's World Cup in 2023, which has recently just been successful. Yeah. So to be able to kind of hear what the FFA was thinking two years before um, the bid was successful was, you know, an incredible really cool. experience for myself. Yeah. Stephen Lowy was the chairman at the time. And so we're doing the interview and this bloke comes over and goes, Chris, can I just borrow you for a second? I look up, I'm like, who's this guy interview, you know, interrupting our interview? I look up, I say Stephen Lowy. I'm like, oh, gosh, you're uh, yeah. worth a billion dollars. <laughs> Stephen Lowy and the Lowy family own Westfield Shopping Centres for those who aren't aware. Extremely wealthy family. So he, he could have Chris and anything else he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> let, him, let him have Chris for a moment and um, met Stephen Lowy in the process, which was quite funny. And then we finished the interview and Chris said to me, Ruben, do you want to come inside? We're just having a bit of a function. So I walk inside and he goes, yeah, this is the, um, the Socceroos family and friends pre-match function. So this is the same day that Australia are about to play at Denmark. And I walk inside and there's just like this incredible venue. There's food and drinks everywhere. There's, you know, all the Socceroos family running, you know, there's Tim Cahill's kids running around the floor. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of past players. There's the entire board and CEO and other notable people. There was uh, there was Graham Arnold, who was the incoming head coach at the time. And I just was like a kid in a candy shop. Like mm. I, I love soccer. Following the Socceroos is probably my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I went over to, to Graham Arnold and, and um, we started chatting about the match in Sydney in 2005 where Australia qualified for the World Cup for the first time in 32 years. The Uruguay uh, one. The Uruguay yeah. one, yeah. And so I, I was extremely fortunate to be an 11-year-old kid in the stand that night. And um, Graham Arnold was an assistant coach at the time. So we were just, just bonding about our different experiences and what it was like for me to be a kid in the stand from compared to what it was like for him to be an assistant coach sitting next to Gus Hiddink during the match. <laughs> Incredible. But that, that only comes about through starting sports grad. 
Mm. And that, you know, that was something that I just wanted to do because I felt like I needed, there was people out there who needed some help. And so kind of gradually over time, um, just gave me some phenomenal experiences. There was a period where I thought it's taking up a bit of time. I'm not sure if I've got the energy or the passion to do it. I'm working full time as well. I might, might just call it there. And, you know, and if nothing else, you know, I got to chat to Graham Arnold at, at the World Cup. You know, I'll, you know, I'll, I might just bank it there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a reflection of, you know, what can come of just putting yourself out there and like, you're messaging people, you're in, you're at the World Cup, like so many different things have to happen, but you just got to do it. 100%. Exactly right. It's now progressed into like a podcast and there, you know, it's really being really successful. How, how has it gotten to that point? Yeah. Yeah. So like for, for, as I mentioned before, it was, it was really just missing a bit of love and attention in late April, 80% of staff at Cricket Australia got stood down where I worked. And um, that gave me a period of eight weeks to, you know, to think about, you know, how am I going to fill, fill my time? I'm not working. So what else can I do? And I thought, you know, here, here's a great opportunity to have a really good think about what sports grad is set out to do, how it can help people in the best possible way and what's the, you know, the, the best way to help people as well. And so I kind of went about it in, in a bit of a different way. I really, you know, sometimes when I'm working at home, I struggle to focus and there's a lot of distractions around. So I got onto Airbnb and negotiated a eight-week stay down in, in Lawn on the Great Ocean Road with the intention of just like being a hermit and focusing on riding my bike along the Great Ocean Road and working on sports grad to see what it could be. It gave me a period to just really focus on that. The first few weeks were spent on Zoom calls, chatting with students a lot of the time. I also run a little workshop that helps students with their application capability, the best ways to use LinkedIn. So I kind of, I ramped it up a bit and was talking to students and was getting them involved in my workshop for the first few weeks. And I thought, you know, how, how can I do this on, on a bigger scale? So that's when I started to look at, you know, what sort of, you know, digital offerings can I put together that are going to be able to help students in the same way, if, if not better, and on a larger scale too. So that's when um, the products and, and services started really to, to develop and become a bit more sophisticated. And then I thought, how can I support that with, you know, regular free content that people can consume? And in the past, that had always been the video interviews. And so I thought I'd thought about doing a podcast for, for a little while. And here was the perfect time to, to really get that started. So I thought, yes, I could do this by myself or I can make it a bit more fun and enjoyable and, and get my friend involved. So the, uh, the dear Ryan Walker is a good friend of mine from Cricket Australia. We have the same initials. We have the same watch, boots, pants. <laughs> we sat next to each other for a period of four months when he was doing an, uh, a secondment to the commercial team. We started on the same day. So there was, there was a lot of reasons to, to bring Ryan into the fold. And so I really wanted to be able to you know, make that an, an enjoyable thing to do by, by bringing my good friend Ryan involved. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's extremely capable and very smart and insightful and has been through the similar process to myself in terms of developing himself through university and has a lot to offer students trying to do the same thing. So I brought him onto the podcast and we went through the same process that I went through with the products and services in terms of figuring out, you know, who's our audience, what do they want to hear, what problems do they have, how can we solve them in the best possible way. And that's when we really came up with the idea for our, our two formats. So in the past, I'd interviewed people and just allowed those watching to get their own insights from the interviews. 
Right. Now, now we were in a position where we'd been working for close to three years at Cricket Australia alone, let alone the other internships and opportunities and other work we'd done prior to that, whereby we were in a position that we felt that we had some of the answers that students had questions for. And so we kept one of the formats in that we still interview people in the industry and find out how they got their jobs, what were the really practical things that they did along the way. And then the other format for the podcast is this really short, sharp, digestible type of podcast that really looks to answer a specific question or problem that you know students most commonly have. So, you know, what what's the best way to use LinkedIn? Well, we've got a 10-minute episode to give you four or five different ways you can start doing it you know, yeah. 10 times better immediately. Or what what are the different fears you're going to encounter when you when it comes to networking and how can you push past them so you can begin to open up your network? So think things like that. We really kind of look to just address the the practical problems that students are having um, and do it in a really short, sharp manner because we you've been a student, I've been a student, you know, everyone's got other things that they'd rather be doing than than learning. Um, professional development when you're when you're a student is a bit cringy. So if you can yeah. do it for the shortest time possible, then that's much better for you as a student. So that's how it's kind of developed over time by by a bit of luck that you know I found myself with more time to be able to focus on sports grad. It's it's been able to develop from the original video interviews into products and services that are really designed to to help students and are based on the experience that I've had. Um, you know, going going through university and and being able to start a cricket Australia on the Monday after my final exams from all the different interviews and people I've talked to along the way. Yeah, I think I think even having someone with you as well. I know for me and my podcast because I feel like I'm I'm a bit in your position where sports grad was in its early stages, and that's kind of like where I'm sitting at the moment. And having someone else to bounce off opens up not only like different content opportunities for you to be able to like talk to each other, but also just have that deeper insight and also have the confidence to share your own opinion and your own knowledge, which I like, I obviously don't have. And so it's really cool to see how it's transitioned from, you know, really early in your career. And now you can look back with multiple years of experience and be able to share that. Yeah, exactly right. And I think Ryan and I bounce off each other really well. We're, um, He's he's a bit funnier and fun, more fun loving than, than I am. So I think we, we complement each other uh, <laughs> nicely. Sometimes it gets a bit out of hand, and we have a bit too much fun, and we got to remind ourselves that this is a you know a business educational careers podcast where we're trying to deliver professional things. But um, then you know we get caught being the two idiots that we are half the time. So it's, yeah. it's good fun. Ruben, thanks so much for joining me today and taking uh, some time out of your day to come on my podcast. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you for, for having me on. And for those who want to um, um, learn more about SportsGrad, we've got our podcast you can find if yeah. you search the SportsGrad podcast. And we've also got a website, which is www.sportsgrad.com.au. And we're also on Instagram at SportsGrad. Awesome. Get around it. Thank you very much for tuning in to this bonus episode, guys. A reminder that pre-sale access to SportsGrad members is now open. There's a link in our show notes where you can check that out. And the first 25 signups are going to get a free ebook as well. So head to the show notes and get around the pre sale access to the members area.